0: Welcome to Money Over Fifty with Dallas and Michael. Why you should set up your own business in semi-retirement, Dallas? Thanks, Michael.
1: Um, this is probably going to be uh, a podcast that's of interest to some people and not others. So it's going to be a three-part series. So if you if you don't find any of it interesting, unfortunately, there's going to be three podcasts that you're just going to have to skip and, and not listen to. But what I want to talk of firstly is, is why you should set up your own business, why you should think seriously about setting up your own business in semi-retirement. Now, the reason I've said semi-retirement is because if I say set up your own business in retirement, you get the peanut gallery saying, well, it's not retirement if you're running your own business and all the rest of it. But what I'm talking about here is most people who have worked as an employee from 20 years old through to 60, and they're now at a point where they want to either cut back from work or... Um, what we see a lot of is people don't necessarily want to stop work entirely but they only want to do certain types of things that they actually really are passionate about or enjoy or that where they think they can use their, their experience and their knowledge in, in the most sort of leveraged way. So um, what got me thinking about this with retirement is that um, semi-retirement or, or leading up to retirement is probably a bit of a similar time to maternity leave. And what I mean by that is, um, so Nicola, my wife, is our our um, firstborn is just about to turn two years old, and um, so when she went on maternity leave, which was just a month before he was he was born, um, soon after she, he was born, she set up her own her own business, Davison Law, which is. Uh, She's a personal injury lawyer, so she only does workplace injuries, medical negligence, that type of work. So if anyone out there has had a slip and fall, feel free to <laughs> feel free to Google her, give her a call. Um, now, she had that time that she she didn't really intend to to go back to work uh, full time then anyway. So it was a good opportunity for her to basically dip a toe in. Uh, and set up the business, get everything all running in the background and as she ramped back up her, her workload um, as, as Winston started to go and daycare a couple of days a week and that kind of thing, she, she was sort of set up then to to run her own business, to take on her, her own clients and do that sort of um, on its own compared to if she had been working full-time and if she'd just had a, a complete stop and, and stop that and set up our own business. There's a really big drag where you sort of have a couple of years and as, as you would know, Michael, setting up your own business that mm. you go from earning a really good income to stopping to nothing and it takes a while to pick back up. Mm. And what it got me thinking about the the comparison with maternity leave with semi-retirement is most people in that sort of you know, uh, last couple of years of when you intended to work or in the first couple of years of, of uh, when you wanted to be retired, they're still wanting to do something but it's normally just that there's not the same reliance on that regular income. You know, mm. it's it's really uh, a thing that I think setting up your own um, small business is going to be useful or relevant for a lot of people um, in those last in those last couple of years of work, particularly for, for couples. Um, and this is one that we, I mean, you've got a couple of case studies that we can go through but mm. where we've seen this work is that if you've got a couple and one of them is, is still, you know, uh, really enjoying their work really enjoying what they're doing um, and and is sort of earning enough for them to live on the other member of the couple can can sort of um, can have can step into to setting up their own business doing their own thing without that real pressure of, of needing that income um, week to week and so I guess the reason why I think more people should should think about setting up their own business in, semi, in semi-retirement is, is a few different ones. The first one is that, uh, which I, lo- I love this phrase more than anything, is Coase's is theory of the firm. And what this means is that it's not just a good racehorse name, is that there's never been a time in history when it's been cheaper to set up your own business. So Coase's theory mm. of the firm is that people organize into into bigger businesses and, and, and work for companies because... The transaction costs of, um, you know, doing work for someone and getting paid to do that work and and setting up the contracts and you know doing all those sort of things. In days gone by, that was that was a big cost. It was a, it was a lot of time and energy spent in that. Now with uh, well, you're you're also on a mainframe computer.
0: That's exactly right. Um, you, you had to have someone there. That cost hundreds the of thousands of dollars yep. from IBM. Yep. Uh, you had someone answering the phone you had to have someone answering the phones. Exactly. There was there was all those things. Yep. Um even beyond that when the personal computer came in, yeah, like even even software, purpose built software was really very expensive. very expensive. Yep.
1: Um all of those things have, have never been cheaper. Yeah, And that's that's I think the thing that's that's I guess why now. It's like why why is this uh more possible for, for a lot more people than it ever has been? Is it, you know, to go again, go back to Nicholas's example of For her to set up her own business, it was you know um, set up the set up the company, um, put a bit of money in the bank account, buy a laptop computer for fifteen hundred dollars, set up the the software um, which was you know just paid on a monthly subscription basis. Which Mm. all these things that, like you said, Michael, twenty years ago, that would have been that would have been hundreds of thousands of dollars. You would have had to set up an office. You would have had to employ someone to work on reception you would have had to um, you know spend a huge amount on computers you would have to spend a huge outlay on on your your software and all the rest of it it would have been all these time costs that would have been sucked up in things that now technology has has um, removed a lot of that friction and that's Coase's theory of the firm which i I love that phrase is that the friction costs of setting up your own business have gone down dramatically and because Mm. of that it's actually more feasible for for a lot of a lot more smaller businesses that might you don't need to turn over three million dollars a year in order to have it worthwhile to, to run your own business. So that's kind of why it's more relevant for, for a lot more people.
0: Yeah, and just to be clear, um, who this suits is. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Dallas. Well, we'll but, do a, but, we, we're, we're going to do
1: a completely separate podcast about who just.
0: Who that just suits. I think just to set it out though, just to set <laughs> yeah. the what you're not where. We are not suggesting everyone should. You retire and then you set up a coffee shop, no, or a restaurant, or (laughs) anything like that. That's labour intensive. That's and or or overheads intensive. Yeah. What you're what you're talking about here? Generally, talking about is knowledge workers that are experts in their own field. That's a great point. There's
1: a low setup cost to actually. To to going into business on their own. That's a great point. What I actually thought about calling this, rather than saying why you should set up your own business, is why you should be self-employed, uh, because that's more what I'm talking about here. It, it's not it's not someone who's you know been an engineer for 40 years going and and buying a restaurant. That yep. that is an absolute recipe for disaster. Yep. If you pardon the pun there about <laughs> opening a restaurant. But, We've seen that uh, a heap of times, and it just doesn't work. You, you spend mm. forty years of your life building up this knowledge, building up this experience, mm. and knowing how to do this this specialised niche thing that you do better than better than you know ninety nine point nine percent of the population. And for some reason, people go, "I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to go and run a coffee shop, which I've never worked in all my life, just mm. because I like the idea of it." Mm. That, that's a great point. I'm not talking about any of that. What I'm more talking about here is is basically self employment. You know, we call it running your own business, but really, I, I would I would say it's it's really more around doing what you do now, but potentially doing that working for yourself rather than rather than working for for someone else. Yeah. So this particular
0: first part of the three part series yeah. is on the why, yeah. Or is it? So, is so why. <laughs> so let's continue with the why. Yeah. Why should you set up your own business in semi-retirement? So the the,
1: the parts here are the, the whys are that if you look at the the risk reward of setting up your own business is that the the risk used to be much higher. It used to cost you a lot more in in those outlays, and that's kind of what we talk about, those friction costs. So the risk has now gone down by a lot. You can you can set up your own uh, your own small business. You can you can go out on your own to do what you're what you're doing now. You can set up your own consultancy firm or uh, whatever you whatever you're currently doing for really not much money at all. And we'll talk separately about how to do that in a way that that is low risk, but but the rewards of that are, are just as high as high as, high as, as ever. So mm. the risk has gone way down. The reward has stayed just as high. Most people are, uh, most occupations, you know, they're they're earning just as much. Lawyers are still charging the same month, the same amount per hour. Engineering consultants are charging the mm. same amount per hour. Financial planners are all those sorts of things. So that's I'd say the first point as to why why you should do it in semi-retirement. Um, there's there's a couple of reasons. There is that number one, most people don't want to stop work completely. That that you mm. like I said, you spent forty years of your life building up this knowledge base. Most people really still feel like they've got something to offer in, yeah. in in the in the workplace. They just don't want to deal with all the crap that comes with with working for someone a lot of the time.
0: Look, absolutely, and the notion of of being black and white. So yeah, it it, it has been black and white in the past. So you worked mm. full time. Yep. Right up until your sixty-fifth birthday, Yep. and then you are now yep. full-time retired, yes, and for the rest it. of your life. Yep. that's become more grey. So yes. that was black and white; it yep. is becoming more grey. Yep. in and it's because of these things. Yep. It's because of people opening businesses, or they're doing consulting work, or they yep. they're, they're reducing their hours. Yeah, and I agree with you. Most people do want to be able to. Most people do want to be able to continue work in some facet, facet, yeah, because they they feel that enjoyment or reward. There's yep. people that don't, yep. of course, yep. um, but a lot of people do. Yep. I think what a lot of people want to be able to do is to be able to pick up that work and put it down yes. and go on. A, uh, yeah. To go, to go and travel and do the, the typical right.
1: things that you do in retirement. And that's the second part of that is that, like we've said, most people would like to work part-time. The reality is um, when you work as an employee for someone, It's very hard to find the right type of role that allows you to only work the amount of hours per week that you want, to be able to put that work down and pick it up, to pick and choose exactly what type of work you want to do. There are some employers, and and I do think that across the board, most employers are getting much more flexible with that kind of thing, Mm. but there's a lot of places where people still work where that's just not an option that's available to them. They can't just decide, I only want to do this type of work. And I either want to do it for ten hours a week, or I want to do it for forty hours a week for three months of the year, and then I want to go on and not do anything for nine months. So, if you if you're always reliant on um, being a part time, being an employee of someone, whether that's full time and then moving to part time, you're still reliant. There's another um, there's another link in the chain there, where not only do you have to find a customer who's willing to pay for your expertise or for for what you do. You've also got to find an employer who's willing to act as the middleman to go, yes, you can come and work 20 hours this week because you're at home and you're a bit bored, but next week when you want to go fishing with your mate for a week, no, you, you know, you don't want to do any work at all. It's, I think most employers are getting more flexible, but it is still very tricky to find the exact right role for someone in semi-retirement mm. where, as you just said, they want to be able to pick that work up, put it back down and, and mm. be in control of their own schedule. So mm. that's, that's a big reason why, it's like I say the risk or the cost or the friction of, of setting up your own business has gone down and and the reward has gone up because there is that work out there but it, it's it's generally not available um, in a lot of cases as as a as a part time employee. It's just not mm. the same level of flexibility mm. as, as what you what you probably want or what you need. Mm. Um, the other one that I see a lot, you know, going back to that risk reward model is that for a lot of people that go, well I'm gonna work full time and then I want to work part time they often, um, not through choice, but there's certain employees. You know, everyone wants to go and work at Bunnings, and, mm. and the reason they want to go work at Bunnings is because Bunnings is is a really good employer for that part-time, casual type stuff. They have mm. a lot of semi-retirees working for them. But what you find is that if you if you go and if you go and look for someone to work for that is really flexible and and does all that, a lot of the time it's not necessarily the field that you're an expert in. It's not, you know. Mm. You have someone who's been an engineer for forty years, and they go and work at Bunnings, and and they're giving general sort of handyman advice, or you know, helping someone find something in the shelves. They're not really leveraging all that time and all that energy that they've that they've spent mm. you know, their life developing. So, because of that, of course, Bunnings just can't pay them the same amount per hour as as what they're probably worth. Mm. It's just not how not how things work. So, in a lot of cases, I think. You almost have to start your own business to be able to do the work that you're uniquely qualified for that you are uniquely capable of in in order to get paid the amount for your time of, of what you what you can really do yeah and and what about the financial reasons so the other why again the reward here is that the one of the advantages is is that um, generally you you can when you're running your own business you you are Able to earn more per hour of work, um, you know, leaving aside the friction costs of what it costs to set up your own business mm-hmm. and what it costs to run that business, on a per hour basis, if you are working for yourself and you're working directly with a with a customer, you're going to be getting paid much more per hour to do mm-hmm. that, and that's just um, the, the facts. So that's one part of the reward. There is that um, you, you're getting paid more per hour. The downside is that you're your your work is probably less uh, guaranteed. But again, the reason why this works so well in semi-retirement is that you probably don't care as much. Whether you get 10 hours worth of work this week or 20 hours worth of work this week, you're probably not that fast. You've you already got yourself in a position where most of your needs are being taken care of mm. um, from your retirement savings. So it's really, you can be a bit flexible around exactly how much work you do. You can do less work and charge more per hour for that work mm. and, and still be happy with the outcome. So, that's one part of the financial uh, aspect is that you basically, you know, it's it's the dream for a lot of people if you, if you know, you basically work less, only do the work that you want to do and get mm. paid more per hour to do it. That's what most people really want in semi-retirement. Um, yeah, separate to that, and, and we'll talk a bit more about this in the, in the hows of how to set this up, but... In those last years of your life, what you can actually do is, is you can also minimize tax uh, much more effectively when you're when you're self-employed or when you've got your own business. You can normally run your business through an entity that you can treat as its own thing. You can earn income through there. You can sort of retain your earnings within there and only pay it out gradually over time. You can basically use, use your small business that you set up as another form of retirement savings. So you can use it as a vehicle to build up uh, build up money over that last few years of your working life and then draw out of that over the early years of your retirement so that's that's again just another financial reward there
0: yeah and that's it. and and um th- for a lot of the businesses that you're talking about that would be suitable yep uh one thing to be careful of is the personal services income yep so you know yep. if you're yep. if you're an engineer for example hmm. and you uh, set up your own consulting business, but you only consult to yep. your former employer or only at yep. one other engineering yes We're company. Coming. Then you'd yep. be likely to be caught up in what they call personal services income, yep. which means right. that income, yep. regardless of what entity you set up, Is going would to flow through either. to you personally. Yep. That's right, that particularly so. you. So yeah, but but um yeah, yep. in in uh, in the situation uh, you're talking about, for Nicola, she has more than five more clients. Yep. five clients. Um, yep. Uh, in any given year, uh, a client of mine that we've talked about before, Kathy, yep. uh, who's set up her own uh, Oreo facial myology <laughs> business. So, Kathy, please forgive me if I get anything Got wrong here, right, but, yeah. but, but, um, We'll talk more about Kathy's business because yeah, you know, she's a, cool. she's that's an expert in her own field yeah, as a exactly. dental hygienist. She's segued into this yeah. business she's super passionate about. Yeah. So so she and that shines through. I'm, I'm me, my Cathy, daughter Margot is a is a client of hers because yeah. Uh, so I've got to to, to take she, her. Um, work. So Kathy's yeah. really really passionate about yeah. working with yeah. with you know, younger children. Yeah. To to so, so at so the can, at at the. De- uh, developmental stage yep. in in terms of how they're actually.
1: So, have you just, I mean, you've you've talked. I think you, you've actually interviewed Cathy for the podcast before. We have, yeah. yeah but, I'm just but trying but to think. Do you want to just go through as a quick case study of you know this is a, a really good example of um, why some people do set up a, a small business and in, in, in semi retirement and how it can work really well. So, what what brought that on? What brought that shift on for her?
0: Uh, I would say again not wanting to put words in Kathy's mouth but she was really really passionate about that side sort of things mm-hmm. and working as a dental hygienist you know was really showcasing like a, a small fraction of her skills now like she's yep. been in in uh the dental field for virtually whole, the whole of her life yep. um she's become really really passionate about about um Oreo facial myology. Now, again, I'm, I'm, i <laughs> Forgive me, Kathy, because I, I'm not going to do it any justice, justice. But to give an example, my daughter Margot, um, she's three, and she's been. We were just hearing her grinding her teeth, yeah, at, at, during sleep, yeah. So, um, I actually happened to, to mention to Kathy, you know, this is what's happening, and we we brought her because this is exactly the type of, yeah, you know, person that 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 Kathy works with. Is children in the developmental stage, yeah. and um, and she worked out that that uh, uh, her amongst other things, her, her her mouth and her tongue and her, her jaw aren't strong enough. Yep. Yeah, just- um, when you're sleeping, the natural resting state of uh, of a jaw that's not strong enough is to to sit back, yeah. and it's it's actually. Can cut off your airway, so a, yeah, right. the grinding of the teeth yep, is the is the body telling you to get your the, you your get lower jaw foot. So, yeah, right. so we you know we meet with Kathy on a regular basis, and she's she was able to diagnose that she's she's able to, to 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 set you know um, treatment for Margot, yep. and we do exercises yep. on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, yeah, all those things. So, so that's that's where Kathy's passion lies. Now, it's, yep, it's a related a, field, but yep. it's it's completely separate to what she, what what she, she would normally be doing, doing yeah. in dental.
1: Yeah, dental hygiene. So, and and, um, and yeah. so it's a it's a great example, uh, I think, to me of something where, like you said, she's been working in that field for for all of her life. Like she's she is an expert in that field, in that whole um, dental field. It would have been crazy to go, okay, well. Kathy now wants, if she wants to cut back on work hours, she should go and work at Bunnings. Mm. It's just a complete waste. She's got all that knowledge. She's got years of experience. She's obviously great at what she does. She's obviously got that that special little niche area that she really wants to focus on. Mm. And the beauty of it is for her, and this is, I guess, coming back to the, the why here, is that Kathy doesn't have to try and find... 500 clients every year to run some big organization and keep on five staff members and pay wages and do all that what she can do is just set up a set up her own little thing do her own thing in that really niche area you know if she if she finds uh whether she works you know i don't know their financial situation but i'm guessing that over time she can move to she can dial up or down how much she wants to work it's quite interesting to say you you mentioned before you should set this up before
0: you actually retire, and I think that makes perfect sense because you spin your wheels for a while. Yeah, yeah. when you set up a new business. Yeah, and um, yeah. and so what Kathy did was she cut down from five days a week, you know, working as an employed dental hygienist yeah. to, to four, then to three days. Yep, yeah. and um, yeah, and and right now it's two days. so, yeah. so two days employed up. as a dental hygienist, yeah. uh, and the rest of the time. Yeah, you know, she's 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 been developing her business. Yep, it takes you a while to to yep. to charge the right amount. Yes, so yeah. it takes yeah. you a while to work yeah. out What's who you your... want to work with. Yes, it takes what your real value add is. Yep, so all that can be yeah can be getting done. Yep, um, while before yep. traditional retirement age. Yeah, if that but if that if that makes sense. Yep. So that so, so the end that state is, is really yeah you, know, you hit you hit. Traditional retirement age, yeah. and you 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 then have your business income. You, you know, let's it. Yeah, she's going to re- resign from the the two days a week that yeah. she does as yeah. an employee. And then you've got your business yes. at that point in time. So you've, you've you've got an existing client base. You've got you yeah. know you you've ironed out a lot of the kinks. Yes. You've done all those types of yeah. things. Um, from a financial point of view, we've just looked and we've 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 we haven't shot for the stars yet We've just done this really conservatively. Yeah. If the business could bring in $30,000 a yeah. year yeah. Um, uh, after traditional retirement age, mm. that's going to make a big difference yeah. in terms of uh, a lifestyle. It takes the pressure off retirement savings immensely because yes. you're drawing $30,000 less than you would normally be drawing out of your retirement yeah. savings in those early years yeah. of your retirement. We know about the compounding effect of that. Yeah. Um, it's got to be something that you can pick up and put down. Say so, yeah. so, so Kathy's uh, daughter... Uh, is uh, married to an American yep. fellow, ex. Yep. So they they travel quite extensively. Yep. Kathy and David travel quite extensively, yep. um, and plan to ramp that travel up yep. in retirement okay. to be able to to. They've got grandkids over there in, yep. a, in in America now, so they plan to travel quite a lot now. Um, they want to be. We've active. had some of the discussions around that, and 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 yeah, uh, you know, I'm not a business consultant by any stretch of the imagination but i've just shared with kathy yeah you, know, you know what i think you sh- in terms of what i think she needs to do to set it up where you can pick up work and put down work yeah and uh, you can schedule periods of time where you're yeah. where you're um yeah not physically yeah able to do that work yeah uh and and it, it, it's 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 amazing because um she's already you know, come up with a way to to do Zoom meetings yeah. with people when yeah. she's, when she's away. away. Yeah, and to be honest, so that th- we'd be we'd be getting just as much value out of yeah. the Zoom meeting because yeah. I, I know what these meetings are, are like. It's yeah. the f- it's where we, what we get value out of is the formal process of actually meeting yeah. with yeah. having that same sort of thing, and and um because there's daily exercises now. I know if yeah. if I've got to meet with myself and Margo meeting with Kathy. In a week's time, yeah. we make sure that we do all of our daily exercises. Yeah. That yeah, so so yeah. it doesn't matter if she's skyping me or zooming me from from Phoenix,
1: Arizona to Townsville. Yeah, like it's the formal process of And, and doing that's I mean. think a uh, big thing as well in, in how uh, maybe consumer attitudes have changed. And that's why now is, is really the time for people to do that. Is that there are a lot of people who are um, yeah, people are less to me less concerned about um, you know. Do you have a a big flash office somewhere, or do you you know do you have a a staff of twenty, or people just want to know that you're the expert at what you do and that you they're going to get a result from working with you? And so, I think that's that's another part of it is obviously coronavirus helped with all this is that for a lot of people you do have the ability to um, you know work for yourself, work from home, work remotely while you're traveling. and, and, and still be able to add a lot of value to people's lives and, and get paid really well to do it. And so mm. that's why, yeah, I, I guess that's the whole point of this podcast is, is the why of all this is that for a lot of people it really makes sense both from, a, from an emotional point of view is that you, you get to ease back from work but still really get that same enjoyment out of doing the type mm. of work that, you, that you're really passionate about and that you're really good at like like Cathy obviously is, is and does. You know, financially, it makes a huge difference, as we've just said, in those early years of retirement, which is when often people want to be doing much more travel, Mm. um, potentially spending more, doing all those sorts of things. It's just a way that you can um, dial that up, dial that down. Again, financially, if you've got the ability to dial that up and dial it down, it can make a big difference even if you... Um, you know, aren't quite where you wanted to be in in order to fully retire. If you if you've got something set up that you're in control of your income to some degree and, and you can ramp that up or ramp it down as you as your needs are, uh, adjust, these they're all great positions for to end up in, like you say. And mm. and we'll talk a bit more about the hows of of how to set this up and how to, like you said, we're not business consultants, but it's just something that we've seen a few of these and we we know what's worked well for people is that. Um, it's it's I think the the point I wanted to make from this is that it's probably more relevant for uh, a lot more people. It's a, it's more something that a lot more people should think seriously about as an option that's available to them, rather than the traditional model of like we said, either work full time and then completely stop and fully retire, or work full time, stop, go and work part time in in a role that you know you're not um, specialised in or that you're not an expert in that field. So. Um, as I said, we'll go into in, in the next couple of podcasts here talking more about who this, uh, this type of strategy, who it is probably more suitable for and not as suitable for and then also the, the, the actual logistics of how to do it and how to do it the most effective way. Thanks for listening.
0: Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.